All right, what's up, everybody? I am lathered up, and uh, we're ready to start this episode of the podcast. We're we're back this week. We took last week off. We had some stuff going on. We have lives. It's true. Don't forget it. Um, But we're back for your entertainment, and this week, we're not only talking about episode five and probably a little bit of episode four of secret invasion if we can even remember what happened i sure can't we'll see if you can (laughs) uh but uh we are talking about some news we got deadpool 3 news we got some more x-men news uh we're expanding the horizons here talking a little dc dc animated the flash invincible season two star wars the marvels and lady gaga so get psyched It is the Infinity Watch Podcast! Welcome to the infinity watch podcast this is season four episode nine. Oh my whoa. gosh we have seasons whoa can't even remember that's, this shit yeah that's actually crazy my name is tommy and i am here with my lathered up co-host eric oh yeah baby we're not gonna tell you what he's lathered up in but he's no. lathered up yeah you'll have to imagine eric i have a confession to make okay we didn't record the podcast last week we had a little bit of a break and I missed you. I missed you too. There, I said it. <laughs> said it. God damn it! Driving over to your house and giving you a hug after this recording. I love that. Sounds fantastic. Now, in the middle of my week, I was like I'm feeling a little blue. I was like, "What's going on, Tommy? What's what's going on?" We didn't talk to Eric this week for several mm-hmm. hours. I'm like, yeah, sounds like a good reason to be depressed. <laughs> so we are back, and we're ready to go. Um. But yeah, let's let's jump right into some news. Yeah. Uh, you know, Deadpool 3. They were optimistic. Disney's like, "Hey, we got we got this movie. Let's release it." And uh, but now everyone in the entertainment apparatus is striking, rightfully yep. so. And they, they there's a news article that says basically Deadpool 3 release date likely to be delayed if the SAG after a strike lasts more than a month. Well, which it will. It's gonna. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am not sure if the general populace understands how bad entertainment's going to be for probably about a full year <laughs> for not immediately. Because there's still a couple months of uh, banked content. And then I would say a couple months from now, everything is going to start being uh, true dog shit. So prepare yourselves for that. But like you said, it is for a good reason. If you don't understand, I've seen some uh, complaints online of like, oh my God, these Hollywood people are just so greedy. Why are they striking? Man, man, man. First of all, you are complaining about not being able to sit on your ass and be entertained for basically free. So who's fucking greedy? Uh, the Hollywood all, people. That's yeah, it. yeah, clearly. And uh, the issue is the top, top, top Hollywood people are quite greedy. But the issue is the creators are not being compensated fairly 
for these, uh, you know, multi-billion dollar franchises that they work on. And that's pretty fucked. So, you know, the, more power uh, to them. I was reading an article about how the guy that wrote the episode that featured Daredevil coming back into the MCU in She-Hulk. Um, he got a residual check for $396 for his Wow. So in LA, that's like a dinner. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't uh that wouldn't even pay for rent in the Midwest. No, so. not even close. And that's a show that's on a major streaming service, you know, for a major studio. And so that's probably actually pretty high. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but you know, the one thing, uh, it, you know, obviously this past week, uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer came out. A lot of people are saying this is probably going to be the last big like Hollywood weekend yep. in a bit. I know there's already some movies that are technically done like Dune 2, but there's already talks of them pushing those back into the next fiscal year uh, due to, you know, trying to spread out the profits that they're reporting out and stuff like that. So the moment that that gets released and you don't hear from me, you'll know why. Because I will <laughs> be in mourning. I've waited too damn long for that movie to come out. And they're yeah. going to delay it again. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, also, not only are they delaying it to uh, likely exactly what you said, just kind of spread out the profits, but also as a part of this strike, particularly for the actors, not the writers. And if anybody doesn't know, the reason why this is so like huge is because both the Writers Guild and the Actors Guild are both separately on strike. So it's like everybody dipped. Uh, it's not like... Just pretty unprecedented. It hasn't yeah, happened but, in a long time. Yeah, I think like the 50s was the last time it happened. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Um, but because of the actor strike, not only can they not act, they also can't promote movies. So like if you're going to... Dune 1 was already heavily hampered by COVID, and that was a, a, a tragedy because that movie's, I would say, probably a masterpiece. It was delayed like over a year. Yeah, yeah. It, it was delayed, and it still came out like when people weren't going to movies, and it really, uh, undisputably, I would guess, I don't know who would argue with this, uh, affected the box office pretty negatively. Um, I don't think they want to do that again with Dune 2. So I totally understand why they would want to wait until they can have the actors promote it. Um, and and honestly, they probably should because that movie looks like it's going to be another absolute banger. So I would love to see that do well. Oh, man, I hope so. Yeah. Um, speaking of Deadpool, you know, one thing that we're famous for on this podcast is that we'll release an episode and then the next day, big news comes out. Yes. Whether it be a trailer or, you know, something like Wolverine's suit being. Yeah. Baby. Yeah. I don't think we got to speak on that yet. No. Um, I would just say uh, unbelievably, unbelievably perfect almost. It's really, really, really good. It looks really good. And it's it looks really good even in like behind the scenes sets, set photos, which is how it was shown and it's not it wasn't quite a leak i mean it was leaked by ryan reynolds so. yeah that doesn't count as a leak <laughs> yeah so they there's clearly thousands of photos they picked the best one but still it's gonna look even better um on screen with with the little touch-ups they do uh, it looks great I've, I've seen the big complaint is like it has sleeves 
and then I've seen which is Those like sleeves if, are coming off. Come on. Yeah. yeah. First of all, they're definitely getting ripped off. Second of all, um, who gives a shit? And third of all, the apparently the reason why is because they're doing a lot of filming like in the desert, and apparently Hugh Jackman is susceptible to skin cancer. So they're just like, yeah, why don't we? Do, we'll just sleeve you up, aren't we? We'll, all? Yeah. yeah. Well, y- you and I are talking to two translucent gingers. Yeah, seriously. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So so I, that's that's fine. And um, maybe a controversial opinion. I think the sleeves look pretty fucking cool. I think it adds a little something to the look. I I, I like it's so aggressively like yellow. Um. I think it looks great. What do uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean it's when when people start complaining about stuff like this. Um, sorry, I'm still stuck. I thought you were coming out of the closet for a second when you started. We're just two <laughs> translucent <laughs> gingers. It just, just paused my brain for a second. I was like, oh. Um, we watched like ten movies with Wolverine in it over the yeah. last how more than ten years. Haven't gotten jack shit close to anything, even yellow, really. Well, there was one deleted scene. Yeah, that, well, that's that not on the, him, right? Yes, not on him. He's like, here's a box with a with some clothes in it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is just okay. Why don't you just like make my blue balls a little bit worse? And so <laughs> make them yellow. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so they give us like a suit, you know, maybe sans the the mask slash helmet slash whatever you want to call it. Um, that is basically as comic accurate as you can get. Stop bitching. This shit's perfect. I just want to see him with the mask on now. I want to see the whole thing, and I'm sure we're going to see it. Yeah, same. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if like he kind of shows up with it, and then he kind of gets torn off or something. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to cover up that beautiful Hugh Jackman face. Yeah, and it, it's. I don't know. I think they. It might look okay, but it is a kind of a weird looking mask for sure. Um. I'm going to, my prediction, they'll have the mask, Deadpool will make fun of how stupid it is, and then he'll never wear it again for the rest of the movie, which is, which is fine. Yeah. By me. I'm fine with that. I just want to see it once, you know? Yeah. yeah. We didn't think we were going to see it at all, so I, I have, I have no complaints. The arm thing doesn't really bother me. Um, looks great, so. Yeah, agreed. Speaking of X-Men, uh, we're supposed to get that new continuation of the X-Men animated series called X-Men 97. And I guess uh, some footage debuted at San Diego Comic-Con for the four people that are there. Um, <laughs> and so I guess there, there's a clip that showed them talking to Dr. Trask, one of the show's antagonists, Cyclops uttering his you know, iconic line to me, my X-Men, stuff like that. We still don't really know when this show is going to air, but a lot of merch and other related things have been coming out since it's been pushed back so much. Uh, and a lot of times when that happens, they still already have the merchandise complete and planned for a certain time. So um, I don't know. I'm surprised that this show is still coming out. It'll be interesting to see how much it's talked about. I haven't seen the X-Men animated series in so long. I can hardly remember it. Same. I The most recent X-Men series I've watched is X-Men Evolution, which was... A decade, maybe two decades after. Um, no, nah, probably like 10 to 15 years after the original uh, X-Men animated series. And I and I loved it. I absolutely fucking loved it. But that kind of 
displaced a lot of my memories of the OG X-Men animated series. So right. I might um might be kind of fun to just do a rewatch. I mean, I don't think what they get three seasons in. I don't think there's like a ton of the original series. So I might there, do just like a whole rewatch. There are 76 episodes. <laughs> okay. Across Why? five seasons. I bet they're like 18 minutes long, though. So, Probably, yeah. They should be pretty quick. I mean, yeah. that show made its debut in 92. Oh, 92? I thought it was 97 for some reason. Let's so see. maybe, yeah. Yeah, the last the last season was in 97. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, interesting. I, I don't, I probably haven't seen a majority of these episodes. Though that was kind of in the run where uh, when I was growing up, um, the big bulk when I was a little bit older was Superman and Batman. But before that, I watched the Iron Man animated series in 1996. And I think in 94, 95, they had Fantastic Four. And that's kind of started my my interest in Marvel as a young kid, um, those shows. And so this was kind of in, in that same time period, which was awesome. Yeah, love it. All right. DC announced some new animated movies at San Diego Comic-Con. There was actually 17 people in uh, this one. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay, this is kind of crazy because I'm... I think I might actually be super into one of these. They're they're making a Crisis on Infinite Earths movie, which I'm I I don't need to watch that one. The one I'm more interested in is they're planning on making a Watchmen animated movie. Oh, interesting. And it's supposed to be R-rated. <sighs> well. Okay. So, I was not expecting that. I'm sure Alan Moore is rolling in his existence because he's not dead uh that dude hates anything that they do yes yes and it is quite hilarious basically like the deal he signed with dc when he wrote that was like the moment it went out of print that like the the book uh he would get the rights to it and so they just have never not printed that book (laughs) that's tough classic that's tough classic classic comic book writer strike coming uh in t minus 30 seconds good luck yeah um but yeah i would say to watchman fans that uh if you haven't watched the the movie the director's cut of that movie in a bit go watch it because that shit's amazing it's good it's it's really good and honestly i will say i i I don't know if it's quite as universally beloved but the hbo series was really good too i i really liked it I have a confession. Still haven't watched it. It's 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 definitely worth it. I like that they didn't just try to redo like it's a totally un it's not unconnected, but it's a totally different story. It's like in the future from the movie. Um, I'm not super into Watchmen lore, but for the casual fan like me, there was nothing in there that made it seem like uncanon. Like it all seemed like it fit together perfectly to me. Watchmen is so good. I love it. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, I think that movie came out before its time, for sure. Very good. Yeah, um, I would agree. Eric. Yo. Please, please give me a moment. Odin is like losing his mind downstairs. I oh, no. Sure. I'll be right back. Just okay, I'm going to I'm gonna try to vamp because I'm uh, lazy you and I don't want to edit. All right. So, <sighs> hello, friends. Um... Let's go ahead and talk about music. 
I've been listening to a lot of interesting music lately. And uh, we're just going to take a little detour while Tommy is um, taking care of their pets. And we're going to talk about uh, an artist slash songwriter by the name of John Bellion. If you don't know about John Bellion, um, he's an artist himself. He has some amazing songs that he's put out, but he is also a songwriter. I would say lately he's primarily a songwriter and producer. And this guy is an absolute fucking genius. Um, So if you like like top, 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 top tier pop music, give yourself a little Google as to what songs John Bellion has been writing. He is currently uh, or he most recently has co-produced and co-wrote Tori Kelly's new EP dropping this Friday and they've been dropping snippets for it and it all sounds amazing but not as amazing as the sound of that chair squeak telling me <laughs> that Tommy is back in the saddle I'm back I'm just get saddled up here oh yeah baby so, is Odin okay yeah he's you know he's okay probably saw someone you know yeah <laughs> how dare anyone else exist how dare they He's like, are you walking near my home? <laughs> All right. Um, Invincible, a show that many people probably forgot about because it came out two years ago, and it was amazing, but then uh, they haven't released any new episodes. But we just got our first teaser trailer from yes. San Diego Comic-Con last night. Yeah. Um, Here's the frustrating thing that I found out. So we've waited like two years for the season two. Yep. They announced that there's eight episodes for season two. They're going to put the first four out in November and the next four out in 2024. (sighs) That's, yeah, that sucks. Like, guys, we waited this long and this is how you repay us? I don't know. I'll still love it, but. I strongly suspect it's because they need to do um, the animation equivalent of reshoots for the voice actors, and they can't do them right now. Yeah. So I, so I'm guessing that's why. Uh, I mean, I think the first season of that show is about as good as you could ever ask <laughs> for for um, for like an animated adaptation of a like single run coherent comic book story so like if it's all that quality sure keep it that quality finish the story at that top tier quality so when it's done it can all be consistent and coherent but it does suck i want to see it now it has a (laughs) lot of people in it too yeah sterling k brown rob delaney uh tatiana uh mislani scott mcnary or scoot mcnary sorry uh, Jay Farrow, Tim Robinson, Ben Schwartz, Rhea Seahorn. Oh, Tim Robinson? No Paul way. F. Tompkins, like, just so many people. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, the show was great. I'm, I'm really surprised that they weren't able to somehow just invest a little bit more money to get it done faster. But I guess the animation stuff is really tough, so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, did they just have sweatshops when we were younger? Because they were uh, they were putting out cartoons like it was no one's business. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wonder if the digital maybe, versus analog thing. 
I think maybe that's a part of it. Although you think digital would speed it up a little bit, not the opposite. Right. But um, I also wonder if maybe the quality control was a lot looser back in the day. (laughs) Some of those, like, even with Invincible, though, sometimes the animation doesn't look as good as I think it should. Sure, sure. That might be a stylistic choice, though. Yeah. But... um, yeah, I no, it's 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 a it's a good question. It's a really good question. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like look at look at X-Men the animated series. In the time that it'll take them to do 16 episodes of Invincible, they would have had about 47 episodes of that show. Yeah. <laughs> so granted they are a bit longer. Um all right, so I'm just going to read this one. So we got Lady Gaga apparently didn't break character while filming Joker Foley Adu only wanted to be referred to as Lee. So that oh, would be fun. Okay. Imagine that. Yeah, I I feel like at some point my perspective shifted on this uh like method acting thing. Like I used to think it was so interesting and cool, and now it seems just insufferable and obnoxious and i don't like when actors do it it seems really annoying like how good could you possibly be at acting if you have to stay in character nonstop for like months yeah probably not as good as some others yeah i feel like when like daniel day lewis was talking about doing that like 20 years ago people were like wow but now you're just thinking about like someone ordering like a sandwich or trying to help you out and like you're pretending to not be a real person it yeah. just seems a little silly. And also, that's like literally acting. You know, you're supposed to. Yeah. You're supposed to not have to actually be that person. Yeah. But uh, I like Lady Gaga. I just I just don't like method acting too much. Um, yeah, I also like Lady Gaga a lot. It would, I just couldn't imagine someone pretending to be Harley Quinn in real life and not breaking character. Oh, my God. Be like Jared Bring me Leto some he... bone broth in my coffee, Mr. J. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just so you think this movie's going to be good? Yeah, I think it probably will be good. I think, it, well, I think it'll depend. I think it'll be on par with the with the first one, which was people liked but was divisive. Um, I think people liked it in general, but the people who really liked it were pretty annoying about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... Yeah, it's like I thought oh it was my just go- like good, you know. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was good to I thought it was good to great, but I um I didn't think it was this genre defining, life changing commentary on society that some people no. did. <laughs> Bro, when I went to go see that movie, I purposely chose seats right next to the emergency exit because I was worried <laughs> yeah, that yeah. some like incel was going to come in and like shoot up the theater. Legitimate. Yeah. I legitimately was worried. Yeah, that was a lot. It was the it was during that time, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, I some would argue that we'll never leave that time. Uh we just get more used to it, but um yeah, I mean I really ever since that uh was it the Dark Knight shooting? Uh, anything yeah. anything involving the Joker and movie theaters is a little like just be be a little bit on your guard. People are f- out of their fucking minds. Yeah, that was uh was that the Dark Knight Rises, I think. I don't remember which one it was. No, I think it must have been the Dark Knight because it was the whole thing was the Joker. Oh no, it was dark it was Dark Knight Rises. It's two thousand twelve. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Color they wow, they have a whole Wikipedia this is a long ass Wikipedia page for this. Oh my god. It's terrible. 
Well, yeah. because people thought it was like uh like a viral thing because the guy came in with like uh like a black yeah. vest. I don't know, so fucked up. But yeah, I was like worried about it. Um but speaking of like comic accurate suits, we were talking about Wolverine earlier. If Lady Gaga shows up at any point wearing that first Harley Quinn outfit. Yeah, like the Jester outfit. I will die <laughs> the happiest person on earth. I'll just die in the theater. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's uh that's many a dream come true. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know how likely that one is. I don't think it'll happen. I don't I have no expectation because it's not that type of movie. Yeah, yeah. Which sucks, but you know, <laughs> one of these days I'll just, uh, I'll move on before I say anything else. All right. <laughs> the Marvels. We got a new trailer. We got new posters. Yeah, yeah. Um, the trailer actually looked pretty good, I thought. Yeah, it did. Um, no, no, like, glaring bad shots. I don't nope. know. It it looked fun. It's been a while since we've seen a couple of these characters. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since we've seen a couple of the characters. I thought the first teaser for this movie looked good. I thought this one looked really good. Um, it took everything that was kind of interesting from the first trailer and expanded on it a bit. I don't know if maybe they've continued tweaking some of the effects, but like I thought it looked visually like pretty great yeah nothing nothing stood out as like ooh, that's unfinished like so, like a lot of uh, previous marvel trailers recently um it all looked really good i fucking love aman Vellani like so much she's also now co-writing a miss marvel comic which is like i've, I've never been more happy for someone i i didn't know she just seems like she's living her absolute best life yeah she's like a true fan like truly um and, and and she's like a great actress like genuinely she's real i really liked i th- i liked i don't think you hated miss marvel i definitely liked it more than you did um i hated half I, of it i was yeah, that's right that's right that's right um well i don't think there's any <laughs> i don't think there's any chance of uh the oh what's the group I forget what the group is. The clandestine. Like. Yeah, I don't think there's any chance the clandestine showing up in this movie, so that's good. Um, but yeah, I, I like I I love Brie Larson. Um, yeah, none of my problems with Miss Marvel were with her. Yeah, um, you know. it, it, totally. And and your uh, complaints are fair. I think I I just was able to overlook some of the less. I feel like parts yeah, of it. like episode one, two, and six. I could have just stuck with that, and I would have really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, the vibe of those movies was very Spider-Man home or the episodes was very Spider-Man Homecoming, very cool. But this movie looks really, really good to me. Um, maybe it's just like the kind of Marvel movie that I've been wanting for like a couple years that we haven't got for a couple of years. Um, Nick Fury looks great. I'm very interested how they are going to like, why does he look, why is he young Nick Fury again in this movie? Are they going to address that in next week's episode of secret invasion? We will see. Yeah, but I don't uh, know if they're jumping back in time or what. I'm a yeah. Little confused. Um, there were some people making jokes about the poster because someone like took out Nick Fury's body and it just makes Captain Marvel look like she has really tiny legs. <laughs> 
Go, That's great. Go take a look at that later. But uh, yeah, I, I have high hopes. I love Captain Marvel. I love yes. Miss Marvel. Yes. Um, you know, uh, Tanya Paris's character, you know, we haven't seen Photon, much of her. Right? Yeah, Photon. Yeah, I'm not um, super familiar with that. I mean, she's great. Like, she was great in WandaVision, but I'm not super familiar with that actress or that character. So, like, I'm, I hope they give her a lot more to do in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that it ends up being a good one because I, I like all the elements. Yeah. Um, and I've always, I've been a big Miss Marvel fan since the first comic. I, I bought the first Miss Marvel comic. I ended up actually selling it because I got it graded. Uh, and I sold oh. that one for a lot of money. Holy Ooh. shit! Can you? Would you? Would you mind dropping that figure? I think it was like uh, five hundred bucks. What? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, oh I bet my. they're. I bet they're way more now. This is before her show even came out. Miss Marvel. What the fuck? One. It was came out in two thousand fourteen. I bought it to read it, but then I keep things in such good condition. Yeah. That. Uh, that it was it was good. I think it's it was like a nine point eight or something like that. Oh my god! Um, I sold that a little bit ago. Let's see. Let's look on eBay for sold items. Miss Marvel number one. Da, 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 da. I don't even see any. That's like I'm gonna do nine point eight. Holy shit! I think they're selling for like two hundred some bucks right now. There's probably a lot more that are going now that the movies come out. Yeah, there's some for yep. like 200 bucks. I sold mine for a lot more than that. That you want to hear something just tragic that hurts my soul? What's that? After uh we watched across the Spider-Verse, I was like so I have a a fair amount, not a crazy amount, but like maybe 200 300 comic books um like Lucy's, not like a hardcover um, floppies lucy's i like yeah, that yeah lucy's um and and uh, like you i keep every single one has like a hardback in a plastic sleeve and they're all in pristine condition i believe the original run of spider-man the first time peter parker and miles morales oh, yeah. um uh interacted in the comics i believe that had six issues I have issues one through five. Oh I don't God. have issue six. And if I had issue six, oh, you better believe I make some cash on that. Uh, I wonder how much even just Spider-Man. Uh, honestly, not as much as you'd think. I did look it up and it's nowhere near like 200. Um, yeah. And all of those still, you need to have graded nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Which I would do if it, I mean, cause I'm sure they'd be above nines. Like they're, I don't know if I've even opened them, to be honest. But uh but yeah, that, that bummed me out. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I got the first five episodes of this series or the first five issues of the series. I didn't get issue six. Why? What was I thinking? Uh you clearly weren't. No, I clearly was not. Not thinking at all. Um I was gonna say I'm looking at I'm looking at my sold things on eBay. I also had Daredevil number eight, which came out in like the sixties. I sold that for almost whoa. 400 bucks. Whoa, whoa. This is crazy. Us comics are like nuts. At least back then. This was like in uh, 21, maybe 2021, where it's just like everything was selling for just a lot. And comic prices have just been going up and up and up. Oh my God. I do not have too many of them anymore. Um, used to have a lot. But let's move on. We still got so much to talk about. Eric, 
Yo. This is not me speaking, so okay. don't oh, shoot boy. the messenger. Oh, God. Actor John Boyega was on uh, this interview with First First We Feast, where it's oh, called yep, yep, uh, yep, 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 yep. Truth or Dab Rapid Fire. Yeah, so it's almost like a mini version of uh, Hot Ones, if you don't know. And he was asked to rank the Star Wars sequels, and he said that The Last Jedi was the worst one. So I'm going to go ahead and say understandable, because that movie fucked his character That's so true. like so like yeah of course um but i think the I, funny know, thing is that he he couldn't remember the name of episode nine well because <laughs> because that's truly the worst one and, yeah. and and i understand why as an actor in that series you you would rank it the way he did but yeah. objectively uh, even if even if you're a last jedi hater you cannot tell me which I understand. You're wrong, but I do understand. Oh my god! But objectively, the Rise of Skywalker is the worst Star Wars movie by a fucking mile, and it's not close. It's not close. So like, you can hate the Last Jedi all day. The Rise of Skywalker is a pile of trash. Uh, that movie sucks. There are no redeeming qualities. Um, at, even if you hate the Last Jedi. It's inarguable that it has at least three or four extremely iconic shots. And the, la- the Rise of Skywalker has zero um, and, and is bad from How front dare to you back. insult those lesbians? Are, are, there, are there lesbians in, in the Rise of Skywalker? I think, I think it was the Rise of Skywalker just at the very, very end. Oh, yeah, that end. kiss. I remember that. That they yeah. barely show this these two anonymous lesbians yep, kiss. Yep, the, the celebratory kiss and people lost their fucking minds. Eric, oh, I'm going to make your get day Get over here. it. I'm, okay. I'm going to say something. Okay. Um, I have no intention to ever watch the Star Wars sequels ever again. Wow. So let me just say that. Okay. Um. But having said that, I think The Last Jedi is the best of all three. Whoa! And here's why. Yeah, please tell me. The Rise of Skywalker is just them trying to fix their mess the entire time. And it's just just bad. Yeah. It's not good. I I would argue, I don't want to throw you off, but I, I would argue... They're not trying to fix a mess. They're they're not staying true to the direction Ryan Johnson wanted to go. They 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 uh, wimped out. They wimped out is how I would interpret that. But but please, they didn't plan ahead. It's just it's just all over the place. Yes, you know everything's all over the place. Yes, the Force Awakens was so successful because people just wanted Star Wars, and they just remade a New Hope. Agreed. Which and I don't like that. I don't know. It's just like I remember sure. really enjoying it when it came out, and then now I look back and I'm just like, ah, oh, I would have just wanted a little bit more. I don't know. Sure, but at least the Last Jedi did something different. Yes, yes, yes. Do I think a lot of parts of that are subpar? Yes, I do. There's parts I think are goofy, like the little casino and some of the scenes and. And the Mary Poppins Leia, it just looked bad, I think. Uh, but I Fair. think the the light speed ship going into the other ship just makes up for most of it for me. Amazing. The throne room fight, amazing. Yeah, throne, thro- uh, throne room fight was great. Um, it, you know, 
it was just a bit different. There's some parts that make me cringe, you know, like uh, when when he's on the phone with Hux and then he makes jokes about putting him on hold, which don't really make sense in universe. That drove me crazy. Um, but other than that, at least it's trying to do something fun. Benicio del Toro's fantastic. Little bit of a waste of him, but yeah. what he did was good. Great. I'll never say. watch any of them though ever again. I uh, Phantom Menace all day for me, baby. That's fair. That's fair. I think the the biggest issue with the sequels is, and and I know we're going so long for hyper news, but um, oh, they should have. This is full on long form news. Today. <laughs> yeah, they should have just tried to stick more closely to the continuation of the stories that had already been happening for decades in the novels. Oh, because it made way too much sense. Yeah. The, the best Star Wars story that exists is the Heir to the Empire trilogy of novels. And that takes place... That's the original sequel to Nerd the original alert. trilogy. It's the best. If you like Star Wars and you haven't read that, what the fuck are you doing? It's the best. It's the best. What are you doing? All right. We got to crank out. I got three more items real quick. Two go okay. together. Okay. The Flash has concluded its box office run. And you know what? It made less than 2011's Green Lantern. Yeah, good. It sucked. Pretty bad. Yep. Bad news, because I think, Eric, you were excited about this movie. I am going to come out and say I think it's not, doesn't look that good. Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have no interest in it. Maybe it'll be a fine movie. I don't know, but I just have no interest. And now that James Gunn has said that, the new DC universe is starting off with the new Superman movie. Yeah. It kind of, he kind of just final shot there into yeah. the film. Um, <laughs> there's box office forecasting for the Blue Beetle. And uh, <laughs> they're only forecasting 12 to 17 million opening with a total Whoa. domestic range of 27 to $55 million. Yikes. I. I, mm, I mean, usually, like, the people who make these predictions know what the fuck they're doing, but I do wonder if that's a low ball. I feel like if, it'll depend on word of mouth. Like, if this drops and people are like, yeah, that was pretty good. I mean, in my mind, it's not possible it'll be worse than The Flash. <laughs> it's just not possible. I would uh, say, yeah, it'll probably be a better movie than The Flash. Yes. Well, it'll oh, probably yeah, make less I mean. money I mean. than The Flash, though, I think. Yeah. Just because yeah. people don't know the name the Blue Beetle. You're right. You're right. They just but I don't. Think, you know? I, I think it'll be good. I mean, originally, this movie was going to be straight to streaming, and they changed it because they thought it was good. And it looks good. It just looks like, what if Iron Man and Spider-Man but DC? And, and I think it will likely be a clone of those movies, but even if it is, Marvel hasn't even put out a movie like that in a long time. DC sure as fuck hasn't put out a movie like that ever. So, like, if it has that vibe and it's at least good, uh, if not better than good, I think it might. Uh, I think it might surprise people. I hope it does. I hope it is good, and I hope it does surprise people. Yeah, I would guess. I guess I'm assuming it'll end up being around like the 75 percent like range in Rotten Tomatoes. Something like that, but the Flash still almost made like three hundred million dollars. That's good. That's disgusts me. And the Blue Beetle will not come close to that. I don't think. So, I th- yeah, unfortunately. yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, right. I don't want you're it to do bad. Right. I'm just trying to. No, you're no, but you're you're. 
I'm sure you're right. And exactly. add on top of that the fact that it's kind of like the last one of the last movies before they just reboot everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, last up, Star Wars. This is I just got this just for you, buddy. Oh yeah. Um Dave Filoni was talking about the new Ahsoka Tano series, and he said the line, quote, We're telling the story of this character who has been trained by the greatest Jedi of all time in Anakin Skywalker. And I was like, Really? Yeah. The greatest Jedi of all time? That's, uh, that's Obi-Wan Kenobi, baby. <laughs> I would also quibble with that. Uh, and <laughs> so I, what I really just wanted to know is what, who you thought was the greatest Jedi of all time. Revan. Easy. What? No question. Revan. Revan. Uh, yeah, it, Revan is a character. Uh, is he a good, bad guy? No. So Well, so Revan was a character who existed in the Old Republic. Um, He's got a purple lightsaber. He's got a purple lightsaber. He's got a mask. His 60 second version of his story. He was a very powerful Jedi. He went to uh, do something. I, I forget, but he like flew off into the gal- into the unknown regions of space, ended up finding the emperor of that um, period of time. The emperor took over his mind basically made him into a dark side savant. So he became Darth Revan. Uh, Very, very strong in the force. He fucked up. He like started a war as Darth Revan. The Jedi captured him, erased all of his memories and were like, yeah, you're, you're a good guy again. Like, we're just going to retrain you. You're so you're a Jedi. Now, eventually he started unlocking all of his memories and um, unlocked basically a mastery of like both sides of the force. So he's very, he kind of understands the pros and cons of both the light side and the dark side. And I, to me, I don't think that is a thing that has been explored nearly enough. I think they might touch on that with Ahsoka a little bit. Cause Ahsoka's kind of, she left the order. She's not a Jedi for anybody who doesn't know in this um, new series, but uh, what, what is she? I, I think she's just like, I don't know what she would, consider herself but uh certainly not a jedi she's just like a force wielding uh lightsaber wielding citizen of the galaxy but 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 yeah i i I think no question revan's the best jedi um but in, in terms of jedis people like know about uh it's tough because like in in the books it's luke no question in the movies Yoda, probably. Well, of course I know him. He's me. (laughs) He's me. Obi-Wan's amazing, but I, but like, Yoda stops him 10 out of 10 times. Ben Kenobi is my favorite Jedi of all time. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a love old Kenobi. It's a solid pick. If they could just, uh, if they could just bring back, uh, Alec Guinness and just have him do. 17 movies as old Ben Kenobi. I would watch every single one of them. Hey, uh, listen, buddy. Be careful what you wish for. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to get some, like, Pixar ass looking. Yeah. (laughs) Meme-filled movies. That is not outside the realm of possibility. I light saber. Um, (laughs) All right. It's time. I've put this off long enough. Yeah, let's do episode four in like five minutes. I truly don't remember what happened. <laughs> All right, I can walk you through it because I okay. got some notes here. Okay. Episode four, written by the same person that wrote every other episode because they're all written by the same guy. Yep, full spoilers. It's called Beloved. 
This one opens up with Gaia coming back to life as we kind of predicted because she had previously used Gravix machine to empower herself with the super scroll abilities, which gives her extremis. Mm-hmm. Uh, little qualm about extremis. This is just me being nitpicky. I'm not really going to knock the show for this, but man, they didn't have any scrolls have problems with the extremis. Like some of those people did remember that when they were like blowing up and shit. Cause they couldn't regulate. Yeah. I think, I, th- I think that's fine. I mean, mm- Seems like scrawl physiology would be more, um, you know, seems like that would be a little easier on a shapeshifter to to integrate into their DNA than than a human. So that think, does. Do you think like Gwyneth Paltrow still is rocking the extremis or you think they just like got it out of her? Well, I, I didn't remember Gwyneth Paltrow ever had the extremis. Well, man, someone uh, needs to go watch Iron Man 3. I don't That's know. She's, probably me too. Because I don't. Know. Yeah, she's selling that shit on Goop.com. Yeah, seriously. No, I think at the end of that movie, she like kind of saves the day because she like, like it looks like she's dead, and then she like comes out of the rubble and she's basically like all extremis because they give it to her. Whoa! I I, t- I have no memory of this. I I remember her in in a suit. They uh, kind of you know after Iron Man three came out, they're like, okay, <laughs> we're good. I'll say. <laughs> Let's forget this ever happened. Um, and so she recovers from Gravik's gunshot and she meets up with her dad, Talos. And she's like, Dad, what are we going to do? And he's like, I've got a plan. I can't do his voice. Sorry. Sorry for even trying. I can't do that voice because it's so Australian in the best yeah. way possible. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, basically. I wish I had that accent. Holy shit. It's, it's the best. It's the best. Um, and he's like, we're going to ask the president to help the Skrulls stop the rebels because we can prove that we just helped him by not blowing up a plane or something. It was just a really bad plan. And she was just like, really? That's your plan? Just to like ask the president and he's he was i think talos was banking on like the internal goodness of humanity which is always the wrong move <laughs> yeah we're pretty shit as a yeah. whole you know individuals yeah. fine group oh terrible yeah 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 um and so she's like dad you're really naive that's a terrible plan and we cut to priscilla aka the mrs theory and she meets with colonel rhodes uh, who is a disguised scrawl named Rava. And that kind of makes up for the weird conversation with Fury, right? Yeah, yeah. So that added some context to... And again, when I talked about this in the in the last episode, not the last episode, but the episode we talked about this, the conversation between um, Nick Fury and Colonel Rhodes that everybody seemed to love. And I said, I felt like... It was a it was a weird disjointed commentary on race that just felt kind of uh, it it just didn't hit me right and I and I'll say this again I fully understand it's probably not my place to even comment on it at all because I'm you're gonna be shocked to hear this a white guy <gasps> um, I know uh, <laughs> but it now make and and. Particularly the part where like Rhodey kind of mocks him with like the yeah I forget how he led up to it but he dropped that like brother like um 
Just that very intentional Does brother. That, the line about like we didn't work this hard navigating through like a bunch of shitty white people to just hand it over to like some Yeah, I, I, yeah. It was a really nice written line. All I remember. Yeah. Um yeah, something about mediocre men who don't look like us just to just to hand over the power to mediocre men who do look like us. Um and and now I feel like that conversation has a lot more context and the awkwardness is kind of earned. Um so so I'm I'm back on board with that conversation now. Boom. Uh yes, yes. Love it. Yes. And so he's Rhodes is a scrawl and he basically tells Mrs. Fury to kill Nick Fury. And I was like, okay, this is kind of wild. Seems like uh, it'd be easier to just get anyone else to kill him. Uh, but we'll see. Um, both are unaware, though, that, that Fury is just listening in, which I loved. Yeah. I love they're talking, and then they just cut to him, and he's just listening to the whole thing. Yeah, looking depressed. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> God damn it, here we go. And so he confronts her over the whole the whole situation. And they both kind of have this talk, and then they both pull up guns and then shoot, but they they both intentionally miss, and they kind of make amends. And she reveals like how she became the person that she looks like, Uh, and it was this woman that was dying, and that she took an oath to that human counterpart as she was dying to never harm her lover in in that person's skin. And so I actually kind of liked that she like was working in like a, like a hospital or something. And this woman was like basically secretly super sick, but she didn't want to tell her family. And so like she promised to like still be a daughter for that woman's parents and to never harm the person that she loves. And so it was kind of an interesting way that she like got that appearance as, as the human version of Nick Fury's wife. Yeah. Um, Here's an interesting question. Why do why when a scroll shapeshifts into a human for decades, why does the look of the human age? You know? <laughs> <laughs> because when they showed the flashback, um they de-aged both Samuel L. Jackson and that actress. I'm unsure of that actress's name. And, and which, by the way, the de-aging in this show is pretty dead on. Like it's it's really good. Um But I but I was thinking it's like this scroll can shape shift like are, are they intentionally slightly changing, manually changing the look? Like, can they affect can they make changes to the person that they're copying? You would think. I don't know. It's a weird, like, the moment you start unpeeling some of that stuff, I feel yeah. like you just lose it all. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. There was one shot of Nick de-aged up close in this episode that I thought looked a little bit shaky. Okay. Um, but for the most part, it's pretty dead on, I would say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But really- Samuel L. Jackson also looks truly phenomenal for yeah, his age. Like, it's got to be so easy to de-age Black him. don't crack, man. He's He looks great. Yeah. yeah. And, uh... Yeah, that's actually not de-aging. That's this is normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just they just shaved the gray uh the gray beard. That's right. They're like you're good. Good to go. <laughs> yep. Um and so yeah, you, yeah. And the moment you start unpeeling any of that scroll stuff, it doesn't really quite make sense. Um another question, I just thought about this. So like Gaia could just like start throwing out some Groot arms then probably at any point, right? 
Yeah, did she not do that in episode five? I, I think she might have. Uh, I just like so it was, it was Groot, Extremis, that Frost Giant Beast thing, which yep. I don't know what what power that gives them. What was the fourth one? Call Obsidian. Call Obsidian. So it's like, man, yeah, I wonder what that looks like. But yeah, uh, like I wonder if the Call Obsidian just gives them strength, like super strength. Yeah, that would probably because uh, yeah, he was like a Hulkster kind of dude. Yeah, so yeah, it's interesting. Um, I made a joke in a chat with with you <laughs> earlier this week. Where in in real life in in this universe, it seems like their superpowers have CGI budgets of their own. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's yeah, several times where it'd be like, maybe you should use those superpowers, but they're like, listen, I got to charge back up the money to show it on screen. So I wonder if they'll explain it away some way of like, you can't do it. It's it's taxing on the body to do this yeah. too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I get it. Um, so basically, Nick Fury and his wife are good to go, which I love because uh, it just would be silly otherwise um yeah they now they do make a reference that comes back into play in episode five of she's kind of like would you have loved me if i had like lived in my own skin and nick fury pulls the kanye west acceptance speech line and says i guess we'll never know um which which by the way is the top three hardest uh acceptance speech lines of all time by kanye uh kanye is a, an absolute fucking uh psycho and bad person but yep. uh goddamn that goes so hard if you've never seen that clip <laughs> um, but yeah so nick fury drops that and it's and it's interesting because you do in episode five it almost seems like uh there's maybe just a tad bit of emotional abuse <laughs> going on uh maybe it's even self-inflicted i don't by... even know what you're talking about this what what what, what, what? well in episode five gaia is like because what her is her name vanya varia i, I forget her about? scroll name oh Pr- priscilla oh, priscilla uh, priscilla's um, scroll name Let's yeah see. Pris- priscilla's talking about um how she built this life with fury and gaia kind of throws vara. in her, vara Gaia kind of throws in a jab of like, yeah, but like, would oh, he have would he have loved you if 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 you would have like lived in your own skin? And she's like, you don't fucking know what it takes to build a life with someone. And it's like, okay, that's a very fair question, though. Yeah. Like, it's it's pretty fucked. Up. Like, if you are with someone that you have to hide a huge part of yourself for decades, that's not a good relationship. Like, I think that at the same time, though, is also like a very poignant statement about human relationships, though, because I feel like a lot of people keep pieces of themselves from their significant other. Right? Totally. No, absolutely. But I but I think uh, I think that's and I understand why people do it. I mean, I've done it. I'm sure everyone alive has done it. But I think the purest, most healthy relationships, you don't feel the need to do that and you're you are you can be totally accepted by your partner and this clearly was not the case despite how much priscilla feels that they built this amazing life together fury seems like the worst fucking husband imaginable (laughs) don't show me them green titties (laughs) yeah and also fuck you i'm peacing out for 10 years yeah I, i would imagine being being married to nick fury 
would be pretty tough. But if you get that house, I mean, I would, I would <laughs> just house. do it, do it for the house. I love that house. It's, it's, a, a, it's a nice house. house. It's a nice Damn. house. No um, question. So, so Nick visits Rhodey, and he just like brings like this like bourbon with him or something. Super expensive liquor of some sort. I don't know anything about alcohol. And uh, he basically gets him to drink some of it yeah, because it has a liquid tracker in it. That's the newest yeah. in, in technology there. And what's funny is he literally warns him about he uh roadie's like i don't have to look out for poison right and nick in a joking manner goes nah come on give me give me a break and he's like nanotech though and i was like he yeah. literally had nanotech in it classic <laughs> tell them the truth and they won't believe it yep um and fury and talos then follow him as he goes to pick up president ritson because he's going to talk with russia and president ritson actually like can smell the liquor on his breath. He's like, make some comment about it, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> yes. Um, and Rhodey's like, go get me a breath mint. He says it to like some like assistant or something. <laughs> He's all pissed. Um, and so Gravik and his rebels attack the president's convoy. And I hated this until I remembered that they are trying to appear as Russian terrorists and make like a big display of it. Yes. Which kind of makes more sense because they could have easily killed the president and they yeah. didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was more about the spectacle. And so there was this is probably the best action sequence of the entire show so far. Oh, um, interesting. I might disagree. Yeah, I, I really liked it, but I think there's a better one in uh, episode five. But please continue. So far in episode four. Gosh, yes, sure. Um, agreed, 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 agreed. And so basically, like, they're fighting, they're fighting. It was kind of interesting to see, like, all of the different defenses they had for the president. They have, like, a like a truck that like turns into a rocket launcher. Um, I also don't think, I think trying to assassinate the president in any way is basically impossible. Uh, but it was a fun little action sequence. And then Fury and Talos basically worked to get an unconscious president Ritson um, out of his little SUV and get him to safety. Uh, but Talos gets wounded in process and Gravik comes up to him and fatally stabs him right in front of Nick um, as he's leaving with the president. And he fucking dies, I think. In that yeah, kind of yeah. kind of seems like he's actually dead. We'll we'll see. But uh, he was like half yeah. turning into a scroll and then like people started noticing and shit. Yeah. It was real. if he's actually dead, I'm going to be real sad. Yeah. Real sad. I do like, though, that. At least one, probably multiple of the, I guess, Secret Service agents. Um, originally, they were like, fuck, there's an alien. Like, he's going to kill the president. We got to get this alien. And Nick's like, hey, dumbass. Like, he's on our side. And then, and to, like, I, I really like this. I feel like in a lot of shows, it would have been like, no, he's an alien. But, like, the Secret Service caught it. He's like, oh, yeah, of course, you're right. Like, this guy's clearly helping us. He's not. Um, and and I, I like that. I thought that was a that was pretty realistic of, like, anybody protecting the president, you got to hope they got at least half a brain in their head. And it seemed like these guys did. So that was good to see. You got to assume. I'll leave you got to assume. But, yeah, that's the end of episode four. Yeah. And we jump right into episode five because it is a double week. We're going to blast through this one as well. Oh, yeah. Um, 
So following their failed attack on Ritson, which I don't really see how it's failed. They could have killed him. I really think they could have killed him if they wanted to. They just, they always like get right to the end zone and just kind of like stop uh, in this show, it feels like. Yeah. Um, and they actually, one of Gravik's minions kind of uh, pulls him up on that a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. he kind of, uh, the rebels are starting to to lose faith in him um, for not killing Nick Fury and he had all the opportunity to do so. And so basically um, one of the new recruits named Beto, he leads a small group of them in trying to do a mutiny. And they like put like, I don't understand why they put like a bag over his head, just like start shooting him or something. Maybe they thought if they, if they suffocated him, it would kill him because he has the extremis or something. I think that's a, that's a, a, good plan <laughs> like yeah like, i guess it didn't, that it didn't work sense. out but yeah it's like drowning wolverine kind of yeah thing. uh but then gravic just kills all of them now i thought this i i think the action uh, let me couch this in for a tv series i think the action overall in the series has been pretty good across the board like there's nothing been that i've noticed that's been absolutely laughable um at the very least it's been passable and i thought this and, and we're, we maybe skipped some of the intro of this episode, but like we'll we'll get to it. But um, but during this scene, this action scene, one I thought the fight was pretty good in general. Like the struggle seemed like it had weight to it, which I think is one of the biggest issues uh, with bad action scenes. It doesn't seem like the hits are landing. It doesn't seem frantic enough. This seemed frantic. It seemed. Um, it seemed gritty. At one point, I was very surprised. Gravik slits this guy's throat like on screen. You see the blood fly out and yeah. everything. Like it was gnarly. I was like, whoa, good for good for Disney. This show has um, not shied away from showing some pretty gross stuff. Yeah, it makes me it makes me excited for Daredevil, to be honest. But my favorite part of this scene by far, and something I think we'll talk more about because I think um you're maybe a little less uh, maybe not. Uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like I, I'll just say, I love the actor Gravik's actor's performance. Really, in this whole series, um, you know, the way he's written aside, I think what he's doing with what he's given is like brilliant. I've never heard of this guy before this series, and he's so fucking good. And particularly the scene where he, after this action sequence. And he just kind of busts out the door and he's in scroll form. All of his all of his other little minions are like kind of frozen, just looking around like what is happening? And he just starts screaming at everyone. He's just like, who wants it? And I was like, oh, my God, like that that scene could so easily be like silly and dumb. And I I really felt like I would not fuck with this guy. <laughs> like, oh my God. I just, I thought it was great. I really am loving that actor. Yeah, he's a pretty good actor. I remember his name very easily too because there's obviously the English actor Sir Ben Kingsley. Oh, yeah, that's right. As, this as guy's... we all know, he is yep. in Iron Man 3 and yep. he is in uh, Shang-Chi. This yes. guy's name is Kingsley Ben Adidas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. King so. man, can can you imagine having the first name of Kingsley? Hello, my name is Kingsley. Holy shit, that's the best. But no, that dude is, in my opinion, phenomenal. Uh, just just killing it in every scene. I I love I love him. 
Um, I will say that he is also in the Barbie movie. And yeah, every yeah. single scene he's in, I was just like, Ravik. <laughs> I could not separate it. It was so funny. Um, all right. So there's that entire scene where he kind of he kills all the bad guys. And he's basically like, who wants to fuck with me next? And we cut over and Fury is apparently the sole man responsible for getting the president to the hospital. He confronts Rhodey. Um, and Rhodey basically reveals that he leaked footage of Maria Hill's death, uh, which places Nick Fury on a global watch list because Gravik was basically appearing as Nick. And that's how she was killed. Yes. Um, and before all that fury basically he like says to the president he's like don't trust colonel rhodes whatever you do yes so i'm sure we'll see that come back um nick meets with gaia who uh he reveals gravik is looking for the harvest we don't know what the harvest is um but that's the title of this episode so we're gonna find out for sure um after uh exposing we're jumping all over the place here so i hope you guys <laughs> yeah this episode has a lot this is i think my favorite episode so far same so olivia coleman who plays uh fallsworth she basically exposes her boss as a scroll yeah she's such a badass yeah she is the best part of this show for me just every time she's on screen i just like i put my phone down and i actually pay attention and <laughs> i love it and so she kind of takes over that dude's job She's like, there's no rules on, like, killing scrolls, And so, like, she basically just owns his shit immediately. Yeah. And so she basically finds the couple that is working on Gravik's DNA machine. And just completely bulldozes them as well. And she shoots the, the woman's husband right in the head yeah. on screen. It's so dark. Yeah, it's so gnarly. Like, I, I do really, really like that they are not shying, like, cutting away from uh, these things. She like the guy tries to kind of negotiate with her and she just shoots him right in the head. Now, I am I was a little confused. One, is the woman a scrawl? And two, did she if not, did she know her husband was a scrawl? I think they're both scrolls. Let's see. Okay. Dr. Rosa Dalton. A scrawl? I think they are. <laughs> scrawl question mark? Uh, <laughs> I think yeah. I think it was a little unclear. It says on on the the MCU wiki that she's a scroll. Okay, okay, okay. She impersonated just, Rosa Dalton. Yeah. Okay, it just felt weird that like why would the why would her husband immediately take her hostage? Like it it, it felt a little weird to me. It's very poor negotiation techniques. With yeah, Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Um. All right, so. She kind of figures out what's going on with the DNA machine. Meanwhile, Rhodey shows the president pictures of Gravik's Russian base in New Skrolos. And basically is like, you need to blow up Russia right now. Blow up Russia, man. Just blow it up. You got to do it. Right now, you just woke up. Blow up Russia. He's like all on it. Um, which, obviously, he's just trying to provoke world war three basically with yes. These two. yes um i still don't i still don't quite get the plan too much 
because I get that they want to like cause chaos on Earth so that they can like destabilize and take over. But like if they start like sending nukes back and forth, like scrolls are going to die too. I don't know if they will though, because they're resistant to radiation unless they're directly in the impact zone, which right now all the rebels at least are in a place where no humans are even allowed to get within, not yeah. allowed, but like they'll get radiated if they come too close. I guess I wonder how many of the scrolls are actually in that one area and how many are just like all over. You know what I mean? I suspect that only a very small contingent are like rebels. I think most of them are just quietly living their lives. Yeah. It's like it's no those chance... people I worry about the most. You know, it's like what right. major city are you in that is just right. gonna Because you know, maybe having seen Oppenheimer, I've been thinking about this more. It's like the moment a nuke yeah. gets sent off, like hundreds of nukes get sent off. Yes. And yes. everyone just dies. And yeah. so it's Yeah, R. I. P. Not too good. Um but we'll see what happens. Um, he's clearly trying to do something. But uh, Gravik calls Fury, and he's like, hey, I'll call off this whole strike if you bring me the harvest in person. Still don't know what the fuck this is. Like, What the fuck is this harvest? Um, we get a nice little scene of Gaia and Mrs. Fury holding a funeral for Talos. Um, and this happens after they like fend off an attack from Gravik's men, which was a little bit wild for me. I wasn't a huge fan of it just because these guys were terrible at their job. They're like falling down from like the ceiling and still like they had a drop on them, but they just, I don't know. They're just kind of hanging <laughs> there for a second. They're like, stab me, shoot me. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah, the two of them just destroyed that strike team in a matter of seconds. Yeah, I like, I liked this action scene too. I thought the original strike team was fine. I mean, that's how SWAT teams do it for better or worse. They just kick in the door really loudly. Uh, you know, it doesn't make sense how we do it in reality either. So that, that was fine with me, how they originally came in, but yeah, the guy coming down from the single guy coming down from the ceiling, uh, like, brain on, dead. Man. Absolutely yeah. brain dead. Maybe what, aim your gun you down, doing? then come down. I don't know. Yeah, just yeah. shoot through the window. You like it's crazy. That was the it's part crazy. that bothered me the most was the hanging guy. I was like, this makes no yes. sense. Yeah, yeah, that guy sucked. But they're badass. Loved it. Um, we go to Finland. And Nick Fury leads Olivia Coleman. Sorry, I just want to call her Olivia Coleman the entire time instead of Folsworth. <laughs> but um, he leads her to a grave marked with his name. And he, like, blows on it. And it opens up like a section. And that is the harvest. And we find out it's a collection of DNA from the superheroes who fought during the Battle of Earth with Manos. Yeah. Of course, this is somehow just like a small little glass thing with clear liquid in it. I don't know how that all works, but, you know, it's, it's, it probably uh, makes sense. But I just expected a bunch of colors. I um, I mean, isn't like blood plasma clear? I, I just figured it's it was something like whitish. That. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But but here's here's what I thought was interesting that I have got to assume is going to come into play. 
that little vial is definitely a bullet. <laughs> that is not a vial. If you look at how it's shaped, it's a bullet. It's, it's a bullet that is going to be put in a gun and shot at someone. That's a guarantee. Oh, damn. A lot of and it's were... probably going to be Gaia. Oh, shit. And she's, and she's like, probably going to get uh, kept. Because the big one, they, the only Avenger they name drop, and I thought this was interesting because I think it probably um, implies that Fury feels the most powerful Avenger is Carol Danvers. Yep. Because they name drop, like, yeah, all, all the DNA, including Captain Marvel's. So it's like, she's like the top, top, top tier. Yep. So she's basically going to become Captain Marvel. Be sweet. Yeah. And then this, uh, the best part of this episode was the suit up Nick Fury. I do love that, you know, he goes into this little mausoleum type thing. And the dude has like a, uh, a little door for every little piece of his outfit. Yeah. He couldn't put them all in just one. He's like, let me press this thing here and open up my eye patch box. Let me press this little one over here and get my cool jacket. Let me press this one here. You know, it's so silly. But it was pretty sweet finally seeing him become Nick Fury again. Yeah, he. I mean, it, it looks... Uh, again, this is something that I feel could very easily have been, like, silly. But it. But this one worked for me for whatever reason. I It, it got me hyped. I, I kind of like the... You know, it's 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 spy shit. It's spy shit. It's like you don't want to put all your stuff in one place because if somebody accidentally finds like the eye patch, they'd just be like, Well, that's fucking weird. Yeah. But if they found a hole, they wouldn't necessarily think to look for a trench coat and, and whatever else. Here's a gun box. You know? Yeah, yeah. So so that that makes it it honestly, it reminded me a little bit of like Kingsman. Yes. It's, just, it's like yes. that level, which I love. I love that movie. You got to have uh, a little bit of the corniness in there. Agreed. Agreed. And and you, so th- this was the end of the episode. And to kind of sum up my thoughts, we, we were talking uh, via text the other day about our thoughts on the show as a whole. And I, I said, I feel like I'm, I'm liking this show. I'm not like loving it, but I'm, I'm liking it. And I think the issue with it, though, is it wants to be a spy thriller, but it's just spy and no thriller. Yes. Yep. And and they're doing the spy stuff pretty well, in my opinion. There's no tension but, for yes, me at yes, all. And that's like agreed. the whole defining emotion of spy thrillers is tension. Agreed. 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 And I feel like they're doing a lot of little pieces of it. Like they're having like these these characters meet and have conversations that kind of make you feel a certain way, but it's not quite doing it. And the rest of the story isn't lining up with those conversations. And it's just, I don't know. There's, there's no tension there and there's no kind of like mystery to it too much. There's just like a little yeah. bits of it, but I don't know. It just, um, it it feels like it's missing a big chunk of something, and I think that's really what it is: is the lack of tension, the lack of yeah, like uh, mystery or like mystique or whatever you want to call it. Where it's just, I don't know, it just feels like we're just kind of moving along on a predetermined road that's very clear. The whole part of Secret Invasion that's really interesting too is that you're like, who is a scroll, who is not? 
Yeah. I feel like the show hasn't really done much of that at all. None. None. In, in almost in every episode where like like Rhodey, right? They kind of just like told us that. And it was kind of obvious. It, um, that's exactly like I think we probably both called that his first appearance. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the next episode, you hear him saying something to someone that's like, okay, yeah, he's a scroll. Yeah, yeah. And so you lose kind of that like i don't know if that's tension that part of it like uh like the suspense you know and so what am i exactly like excited about i i don't know it's to me the show like i i wouldn't say i like it i okay. would <laughs> i would just say that it's it's just kind of it's As, mid uh, to me yeah 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 um and that there's nothing really drawing me to watch the next episode, which is pretty bad because, I mean, this is supposed to be right down my alley. MCU spy shit? Like, what more could I want to watch? But I, like, I didn't watch the these last two episodes until a couple days ago. Which is crazy. You know, I'm usually like, yeah. day one, I need to watch it. Even Falcon I... and the Winter Soldier, I watched it day one. <laughs> well, I think we were still disillusioned by that point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I no, I I do agree with that. I waited until yesterday to watch episode 5 of this of this show. Um So like if you're not a big MCU fan, why would you really be tuning in? So here's what's interesting. I think maybe part of our issue is I think maybe this show would be more appealing to people who aren't a big MCU fan. Because I was actually describing it to a friend of mine. Um, he was asking, he was just kind of asking like, what's going on? Well, we were talking about TV and I was like, I truly don't watch TV. I'm only watching uh, Secret Invasion right now for the podcast and he was like oh what's that one about and i was kind of explaining it and he was asking like is that like from the comics or is it like a new thing and i was like eh it's like it's mostly a new thing it's it's kind of always been a mix a little bit like the the main 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 biggest overarching plot is similar but it's not really the yeah. same um but i but he but I was describing it to him and he's like, I'm not going to lie. That sounds sick. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I guess like the, the, the idea of alien invaders t taking over the government is a good plot, but like, yeah. So I, I, I wonder if this show would almost be more appealing if you didn't, if, if you weren't as into the MCU as, as we are. Yeah. I think you just made me think about it too. Like, Right now, there's certain like world leaders or influential people that are scrolls, and we didn't get shown any of that at yeah. all. You know, yeah. we were just kind of told that, and then shown like, "Hey, these are all scrolls," and it's like that stuff is interesting. Like, it yeah, would have been interesting to experience, you know, all these big people being taken over by scrolls, but we weren't shown any of it. And it's like that's the stuff I want to see. Yes, you know, I'd agreed. rather have uh, a scene showing how Colonel Rhodes was taken over by a scroll than, you know, having the president attacked by a bunch of fake Russians. I think that type of stuff is interesting because it actually takes, uh, you know, like a clever plan that is well thought out to replace an Avenger with an alien. That's interesting. Yes. yes. Um. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah, it's been a bit disappointing, which is unfortunate. 
And I feel yeah. bad whenever I don't like shows that we're talking about because I know some people are enjoying them. And every, yeah. it's different for everyone, but um I mean yeah. I'm enjoying it enough. Like I said, like it's not blowing me away, but like I'm not I'm not dreading watching this show the way that I was dreading watching like Falcon and the Winter Soldiers. Like that that show absolutely sucked. Man, um, the, the amount of people that say they love that show is still astounding to me. I'll that's see cr- it all the crazy. time. It's crazy. That's truly crazy. But like this one, like I'm not I'm not necessarily like chomping at the bit to watch it but i'm also not like avoiding like you know i turned it i was like okay sick time to time to watch this show and and that's uh i i guess it's what i'm saying is very similar to what you were saying it's i think i'm i'm liking a little bit more than you but but it's still pretty it's just middle of the road it's fine it's good it's good but it's not great it's not mind-blowing yeah i would say it's fine at best that that's probably that's fair that's fair Though I will say, uh, and, and we'll get to this in just a moment, I will say I think these were the best episodes so far. Yes, definitely. And I'm so, very curious know. to see if this follows the format of hilariously disappointing <sighs> finale or if not. they can stick the landing. Yeah, the sixth episode usually doesn't do too well. Isn't it usually the fourth one that's the best? No, I think it's usually the, the penultimate episode. So it would have been this one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Like right before the finale. Yeah. Which it probably was. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. But let's jump into our ratings. Yes. As we do on the Infinity Watch podcast, we rate our episodes, movies, whatever the hell it is we're talking about, out of six whole, unbreakable, unadulterated Infinity Stones. It's a scale that we're stuck with <laughs> and we'll never be unstuck from it. Yeah, and it is a frustrating scale sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it, no, it is tough. I, you know, it's tough, but I also kind of appreciate it because I feel like it makes me kind of stick to my guns a little bit more. Sometimes. Agreed. Agreed. It's tough, though. Um, do you want to do both of them or do you want to go one by one each episode? Ooh, let's go. Let's go one by one. Might as well go one by one. All right. For episode four, I give it a four. I agree. I give it a four. Four for Eric. Yeah. And for episode five, I also gave it a four. Episode five, I'm going to give it a five. I was I was right in the middle between four and five, but actually talking to um, you and uh, your brother and my good friend, Chris, uh, we... I almost kind of talked to myself, you know, I'm anybody who listens to this show knows I am, I am chief apologist for things and, and sure it's like are. things that maybe don't necessarily make sense on the surface level. I don't really realize I'm doing this, but I, I kind of justify it in my head to where it's like, yeah, that's fine. That, that makes sense. And that works, whether it's been explicitly stated in the actual source material or not. But I do think some of the things that my brain concocts do make really strong sense. And some of the issues that you guys were bringing up in the group chat and I was kind of apologizing for, I was like, you know what? That does make sense. Like, I'm going to stick to my I'm going to stick to my brain here. I think this is a little bit better than I was originally giving it credit for. So so I, I kind of talked myself into a five on this one. Um, I thought it was good. I, I was hyped for pretty much the whole episode. If we had titles on this podcast, you would be the chief apologist. Yeah. yeah. And I would be Captain Critical. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I'm fine with it. No, I no Yeah, I think that's great. I thought both of these episodes were just like baseline good. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, best one so far for me. And I think it worked better watching it back to back. Watching some shows week to week are kind of a struggle, and this is one of them, I think. Agreed. I think this one would have been better served by a binge watch. Yeah. Or just a movie. Well, yeah, I think every show would have been better served by a movie. I'd say with the exception of Loki and WandaVision, that's yep, probably yep, true. Yep, 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 you know? yep, yep. Um, man, I really wish there's another show as good as Loki was. I hope that season two does well, because watching that was magical. Yeah, agreed. I think it's. Uh, I think it will do well. I don't know if this is a confirmed or a rumor, but it. I'm sounds like Jonathan Majors is going to be in season two still. And well, it, I don't think they can get him out at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it also sounds like this definitely is a rumor or a leak, but I think it came from like a reputable um, leaker. So, so people are putting some weight behind it where uh, he said that you will know the fate of Jonathan Majors in the MCU by the end of season two of Loki definitively. Wow. Um, what does that so, mean? Yeah, I, I great question, but um, I don't know. I mean, that original stuff about Jonathan Majors seemed absolutely indefensible, like like barium. And then I I recently saw a, a post. It was like a video essay of like all the stuff that has come out since then that didn't get nearly as much traction. Yep. That that kind of showed like, oh, maybe maybe it's actually that's not what happened. Like, so I so I don't know. It's tough. I mean, because all those situations are so tough to really yeah, get. A you good just grasp never on know. You never know, and it, it's everybody always likes to say, you know, innocent until proven guilty, whatever, whatever. But like sometimes when, when this stuff happens, it's like innocent until proven guilty, but also believe the victims, but also you got to wait for all the evidence. It's like, it's, it's the court of public opinion has no rules. Yeah, it, it, it really doesn't. And it's, and it's so, it's so tough. So like, I, I hope that whatever happens, it's definitive and, and inarguable um but we'll we'll see we'll see yeah i don't know it's just so wild hey um this is just a message from this podcast don't hit people well except for nazis you can hit them yeah oh yeah jack kirby (laughs) jack kirby will uh will definitely approve of that yeah 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 but yeah in general in general i agree oh my gosh yeah just wild all right, let's move over to recommendations. Eric, mm. what do you got? Okay, so I have been um, t- insanely busy the last couple of what weeks. What have you been doing? Well, uh, not only have I been remodeling my house, I nice. also I also have released a song. I don't really talk about my music too much on this podcast. You do I, it music? Was, yeah, I know, right? Um, it was kind of deliberate for a little while, but I've kind of, uh, decided to throw caution to the wind and I'm keeping some anonymity for, for my music, but, uh, not as much as, as I was originally saying. I know we don't have a ton of people who listen to this, but the people who do, you're part of the, uh, super secret cool club. So I will let you know that I actually make music under the name of Mercury Harbor. 
and I've been releasing some, and it's been I've been putting a lot of effort into the release. So that has been taking up a lot of time. So my recommendation is get yourself a great support system of friends to support your art because I have been truly overwhelmed by uh, the support from just my my friend group and it is uh it's been it's been amazing there there's I, I keep thinking of a quote from a producer I, I really like and respect called Kenny beat called <laughs> he, he goes by the name of Kenny beats and um, he in an interview he said something along the lines of like, of all of like the accolades he's gotten of like any award, any, any th- great thing that's happened to him in his career, nothing in his entire career has ever felt better than when he was in high school and he just pulled into the parking lot one day and heard some of his friends listening to one of his beats in their car. Like when he wasn't there, he was like, that is the best feeling I've ever felt in my entire career. Like no award could ever come close. And I have been having that feel like I've gotten Snapchats of a friend with a, with a group of friends. I'm not super close with in Nashville, um, like playing my song, they're rocking out to it. I got another Snapchat from another group of friends uh, golfing, just blasting, blasting the new song. And it's like, it's the best. Like, it's truly overwhelming and the best. So shout out, shout out to all my friends. Um, you, you, you and Amelia, just ev- everybody's just been like liking and reposting and it's been amazing and I... Could not be more thankful and excited. Got another new song coming out this Friday. Um, so they're, they're coming hot and heavy. And I'm just uh, really stoked. It's been fucking awesome. And I'm very thankful uh, to everyone. So that's my recommendation. Get a, get a good support system around you. It's, it's the best. Invaluable. Ugh, sorry, I just got back from the bathroom. I missed uh, your recommendation, uh, but I think it might be my turn to do my recommendation. Um, it's been a big week of releases, and on Thursday, two big things came out, Barbie and Oppenheimer, which yeah. I saw both in yeah. the opposite order of which I said it. Um, but my true recommendation, after those were over, I'm like, finally... We can get to the actual real one that I want to uh, that I want to check out, which is the song "Energy" by the uh, <laughs> artist Mercury Harbor. So, if you have not listened to that song, you need to go listen to it right now. "Energy" in all capital letters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the artist Mercury Harbor, <laughs> one of my faves. So go check that out. I'm not sure what Eric just said. Uh, <laughs> as as I was saying, I literally just took a shit for about. Six minutes there, so I'm sure he said something, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unrelated. Forget Oppenheimer. Forget Barbie. All right? Go listen to Energy by Mercury Harbor. And if you don't, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> all right? That's all I have to say about that. That's them's the rules. That's I, right. I don't make the rules. I heard it's it it was going to be on uh, the Barbie soundtrack but uh, they couldn't afford it. Oh my god. 
I fucking wish. Hey, I'm not going to lie. That soundtrack is banging. I also think it's really hilarious that a couple months ago, there's a lot of controversy about how um, there was an issue between Aqua, the band who made Barbie Girl, and and one of the all-time greats, early 2000 pop groups. Um, And they weren't going to include that song on the album for, like, some kind of weird, like, rights issues, uh... Aqua felt they weren't getting credit. And, and I think I, I'm not saying this derisively, like I think probably rightly so they felt like they weren't getting the credit they deserved or some, something was going on with the labels or something. And then uh, come to find out not one, but two songs on the Barbie soundtrack heavily sample Barbie girl by Aqua. So I'm like, okay, they, they made it. They found a way to make it work. They definitely did not need that song in that movie. So it worked perfectly fine with that. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's fair, but but that is the definitive uh Barbie song. Energy an by Mercury Harbor is the definitive <laughs> Barbie song. I would Also agree. true. Also true. Also true. You know. <laughs> and so, yeah, not seeing that show up on the soundtrack was a little bit disappointing for me, but thankfully, you know, you go check out Apple Music, you go check out Spotify, you go check out anywhere where there's music yep. and you can listen to Energy anywhere by mercury harbor you sure can i wonder if that's a real place i could go to i would love to find that agreed that's part of uh part of the way that name came about was i had a a dream a very vivid dream where the setting was this like just crazy almost like Venice-like city, but the majority of things were in the water instead of by the water. And it, and it was just like this amazing, like Super Mario Sunshine-like... Uh, what a comparison. ...place. And I mean, it was heavily that vibe. And I was like... And I just couldn't stop thinking about this dream for like many days. And I was like, man, this like... And I just kind of workshopped that idea, and I just thought Mercury Harbor uh, would be. Wait, are you claiming cool? to have come up with the name Mercury Harbor? <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Wow. All right. I know. This has gotten off the rails at this point. <laughs> Eric is purporting to have made music and come up with names of things. Um, I know. Believe yeah. it or not. Believe it or not. Regardless, uh, yeah, new new group I've been listening to, Mercury Harbor. Uh, <laughs> check out the song Energy. Forget what Eric is saying. I don't know. He's, you know, he wants to take credit <laughs> for some good music. That's his prerogative. But All right. On Twitter, at Infinity Rewatch, you tell us how much you like the song Energy by Mercury Harbor. Or you yeah. can shoot us an email if you've gotten the fuck off Twitter because everyone else has. <laughs> at the infinity watch podcast at gamail.com gamail and that's that yeah and uh when you do email us you need to use a special subject line to cut through all the spam that comes to that email address energy by mercury (laughs) harbor yeah, it's a true. You know, that one will work. That one will work. But we do have a, a more traditional one that will also work. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. What, what is it? Uh, I always forget. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's something along the lines of fuck the billionaires. Oh, fuck the billionaires. Of course. Yep. yep. How could I forget that? 
This rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? It does roll off the tongue. So go ahead and drop that in the subject line. Fuck the billionaires. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate to it. To Energy by <laughs> Mercury Harbor. That too. Have a wonderful day. Yeah.